What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Megan. And today, I just want to chat a little bit, just like a really random chat, because I made the switch recently to go from being just a fitness coach to being a fitness coach that really is more focused on gut health. And I just want to explain to you guys why I did that, what you know the reason is behind it, what that means for the business going forward, for my clients, for the type of client that I can help in that way. So if you guys want to hear more about gut health, my story, I'll also be sharing my story about my own personal journey with gut health and how that affected my fitness journey. Stay tuned because we're about to get into it. I want to start off by telling you guys my own personal story with gut health, and that'll kind of give you an idea of why I'm so passionate about it to begin with. So I would say my first experience with gut health really goes all the way back to when I was in middle school. I was in the school musical at the time, just in the chorus, like nothing super like involved, but they had this rule, you know, if you miss a practice, you get detention because it was getting close to, I guess, show time and they didn't want anybody missing. So I was supposed to be going to play practice after school. Well, that's what I always called it, even though it's musical practice, whatever. I was supposed to be going there and I was in so much pain in my stomach. I couldn't really target where the pain was coming from at the time. I didn't know why I was having it, but it was so bad that I couldn't stand up straight. It hurt physically to stand up, like my abs just stretching so that I could stand up straight hurt. I remember being like hunched over, walking to the bus, just needing to get out of out of school as fast as possible, get home, lay down. A little while later, once I got home, once I was able to lay down for a little bit, you know, the pain went away. And I was thinking, why is this happening? Like, why is this happening to me? This is so weird. This has never happened before. I don't know what's going on. I've never been in this much pain, like in my stomach. So I didn't really think anything of it. It was weird, but I didn't think anything of it. After that, this became almost a regular occurrence. Not right off the bat, but it did happen pretty frequently. And I just kind of had to learn to deal with it because I, I wasn't sure why it was happening. I never figured that out. It was just this weird thing that happened to me. And I kind of just brushed it off assumed that everybody felt like this every now and then and that eventually it would just stop. Well, it never did and it only really continued to get worse. So then by the time I was in high school, I was having these, what I now know were gas pains on a regular basis. Anytime I ate something, uh, anytime, just really any time of the day. I would say it wasn't until after I graduated high school that I realized what the problem was. When I was in high school and I was having these gas pains, I was taking at times like three to four gas pills a day, honestly, the little green ones that help you like get rid of pain. I just figured, I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna take these and hope they help, which obviously they didn't because <laughs> there was just so much pressure in my gut built up that like these little pills weren't helping even though I didn't know they were gas pains. So really I was taking the right pill to try to alleviate my pain, but 
it just there was so much pressure and air and like chemicals built up in my stomach that it it didn't help it didn't help so anytime i would take them i would take like two to three at a time and it would somewhat help like depending on what level the pain was at but it really just didn't do anything and i went on like that for a while after graduating high school when i was in cosmetology school i realized that i was lactose intolerant so i started to notice a pattern where anytime i ate like cheese drank milk ate ice cream because ice cream was a big thing for me and like everybody in my family loves ice cream it was a normal occurrence for us all to have like a bowl of ice cream at night before bed like i would eat a yogurt for breakfast every morning before going to school so i started to notice that anytime i ate anything that had dairy in it i wouldn't feel the best and obviously if you start eating dairy in the morning and you're lactose intolerant and then you continue to eat more dairy throughout the, the day like you're only going to feel worse and that would lead up to my excruciating pain. Realized I was lactose intolerant, stopped eating dairy. That was that. Um, my symptoms, like my gas pains, they went away for the most part. I would still bloat a lot. I've always dealt with bloating. And I want to say like now I know why because I do. But we're not at that point in the story yet. So I'm just going to hold off on that. But I've always dealt with bloating. Bloating has been something that you know, again, I always thought, oh, everybody deals with this. It's totally normal to blow, you know, like stupid me, naive. But I will say that it is very common. I'll, you will hear a lot of people say, oh, bloating is normal. Bloating is not normal. I want to just throw that out there right now. Bloating is not normal. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> I realized I'm lactose intolerant. Symptoms pretty much go away as far as the, you know, gas pains and stuff. Bloating stays around. I believe the first time I had acid reflux was at some time before I had Liam, before I got pregnant. So pre-2016, but it wasn't anything like super serious. It wasn't something that, you know, I experienced all the time. It was just every once in a while. I would say probably if I ate too much or if I accidentally had something that had a little bit of dairy in it or if you know i drank too much water at a time like typical things where you would say oh you know it's acid reflux it's heartburn it's fine and at that point it was it became a problem after i had liam hormones it has been proven can trigger acid reflux so when i was pregnant obviously i experienced acid reflux like a lot of pregnant women do the problem was after that, it never went away. I got on pills. I got on omeprazole from my doctor because I had tried the over-the-counter stuff for a long time. I would say I tried over-the-counter medication for probably a good year and it just wasn't working. And I got so fed up that I was like, look, I know there's prescri prescription strength medication for this. I need it. So I went to my doctor. I got the higher milligram of omeprazole and I was on that for, I would say a good two, three years. And it never really fully helped. It helped enough that I was convinced, oh, it's helping. It'll just get better, even though it never did. The thing about those kind of pills is that they're not meant to be taken full time. Like they're not meant to be taken for the rest of your life because there are serious side effects if you take them too much and that's why when you get them over the counter it's like 
use this for two weeks. And if it doesn't improve, see your doctor. That's why that warning's on there. <laughs> and this is nothing on my doctor. I love my doctor. She's great. She's been super helpful over the years. Like I, I very much trust her with my health. Um, she doesn't pressure me into doing anything like that. I don't want to do if I don't want to get a vaccination, like she's fine. A lot of, you have to understand that doctor's offices are paid from big pharma, any prescription that they write, they get paid for it. So, you know, I just continued to think that I needed this pill, even though it wasn't helping very much. And my doctor's office continued to supply me with it, which at the time I was grateful for, you know, like this, there's this thing that is supposed to help me feel better, supposed to help me not, you know, feel like I'm throwing up in my mouth every 10 minutes. Cool. Awesome. I'll take it because before that I was just popping Tums like they were candy. And that only made it worse. Tums are, I have a severe aversion to Tums now because <laughs> of how much I ate them trying to stop the reflux. And honestly, that was stupid because Tums have calcium in them. Calcium comes from dairy. <laughs> it was just, it was a bad combination altogether. Anyway, so those pills kind of helped. I would say until they didn't. So a good like two to three years, uh, my acid reflux just continued to get worse. It just continued to get worse and it got to the point where the pills weren't even helping enough for me to want to keep taking them. So I went back to my doctor and I said, hey, look, these aren't working anymore. Is there something else you that, you know, I can get on? Is there uh, like tests we can run or what can we do? Well, she told me to instead take two pills in the morning instead of one and that should help. And that was kind of where I drew the line. I was, I went home disappointed. I was like, there has got to be something wrong with me. Like these pills should have helped. They should have, you know, gotten rid of my acid reflux and I should be completely healthy by now. I shouldn't have to deal with this. After that, you know, I had my little pity party. <laughs> I, I cried, I got upset. I went to work, I did my research and I had my doctor schedule me a couple tests. So I had a uh, endoscopy or one of those oscopy tests. <laughs> and basically I had a couple other tests done. I think I had an ultrasound. It was an ultrasound and an endoscopy, I believe. If I remember like looking back right. And basically in the endoscopy, they take a camera, they, you know, put you to sleep, they shove it down your throat and they take a look at your stomach and your gut and your esophagus and all that stuff. And they can do like scrapings and get a lot of information. So basically all my test results came back normal. According to these doctors and these test people, I was completely fine. There was nothing wrong with the lining of my stomach. There was nothing wrong with my esophagus. Like it was functioning properly. There was in their eyes, nothing wrong with me. I wasn't gluten intolerant or had celiac disease. I wasn't like severely allergic to dairy because an intolerance is different than an allergy. An allergy is a lot more serious. That's like something that you would need an EpiPen for that you would need to go to the hospital more than likely. An intolerance is just your body doesn't have the right enzymes to digest certain things. It doesn't have the right chemicals. It doesn't have the right, you know, ingredients basically to digest that food. And 
And so I am, I'm still lactose intolerant to this day. But that was also a huge blow because I was so desperate for somebody to tell me what was wrong with me that I would have taken any response. I would have, if they would have told me I had cancer, <laughs> yeah, that would have really sucked. But I would have been grateful to have been like, okay, hey, well, at least I know what's wrong now. There's, there's a plan. Like if they had told me that I had an ulcer in my stomach, because that was also an option that ulcers in your stomach also can cause reflux and bloating and all those, you know, things. I didn't have an ulcer either. At least if there was an ulcer, there again would have been a treatment plan. Like <laughs> I was so desperate for somebody to tell me what was wrong with me, that there was something wrong with me. And all I got was, you're fine. Listen to your doctor, take two pills. You'll live. That was really disappointing. That was severely disappointing. On top of that, I was also having, and this is a whole nother conversation, and I'll probably do a a podcast about that. Uh, I was having an adverse reaction to my birth control because I had the copper IUD. It's called Paragard. And if you go online, there's a lot of information on copper toxicity and things like that. But basically, I was also dealing with copper toxicity from my IUD. So that made a lot of my gut symptoms worse. It was just a whole shitstorm of things that were causing me to feel this way that were undetectable to doctors and, you know, all these tests that I had done, they couldn't tell from a ultrasound, they couldn't tell from an endoscopy. And I had to go another route, I had to do my research, I had to get outside help, not from my doctors, not from, you know, these specialists, I had to do my own research and take my health into my own hands. So that's what I did. I ended up reaching out to, well, it was more so having a conversation with one of my friends and teammates. She also works under my coach. She had experience in holistic nutrition. She helped me figure out what my problems were and, you know, helped me make a plan to be able to get off my medicine because that was my main goal. The research that I had done on proton pump inhibitors, which is what omeprazole is, basically it can cause more gut health problems being on it long-term than it will help to fix being on it long-term. So I was just like, you know what? I need to get off this medication. I need to stop having acid reflux. I don't know why I'm having it. I, I can guess because I tried um, apple cider vinegar shots. I tried lemon water in the morning. I was drinking greens three times a day because it made my bloat disappear for maybe half an hour and then the bloat would be back. So then, you know, before my next meal, I'd drink another cup of greens and it was just a mess. I was a mess. I wasn't seeing any progress with my fitness, with my training. I couldn't lose weight because my gut health was a mess. My body just was a mess in general, which stopped, you know, my body's main focus wasn't losing weight. It was, well, we need to reduce the inflammation. We need to keep this girl alive and not worry about losing weight. My body was focused on trying to digest all these things that I was giving it that it couldn't digest anymore. It was creating all this inflammation to try to combat, you know, what it was seeing as a threat when really it's, it's just food, it's supposed to be fuel, it's not a threat. And on top of that, it's creating inflammation to recover from training because I trained really 
really fucking hard. I still train hard. I just train a little bit more smart, <laughs> which is always my philosophy with my clients is to train smarter, not harder. One of those do as I say, not as I do things, although it's something I do now. <laughs> but, you know, I was doing all these things that were just hurting my body more than it, they were helping it. She helped me come up with a plan to get off my medicine, stop my acid reflux, and address all the things that were causing me to have these issues. I was super stressed all the time. I couldn't manage stress. I trained probably way too hard, way too much. I didn't really focus on recovery. I stretched, but that was about it. Foam rolling was not my friend because let's be honest, who fucking likes foam rolling? Raise your hands, I'm raising mine because I don't. I hate it, it hurts. <laughs> It hurts in a good way, but it still hurts to the point that I don't want to do it. I really just don't. <laughs> and I know I'm not alone in that. My body was in constant pain because at the time I was doing hair and everybody's been to a barbershop, a hair salon. The chairs go up and down, but I'm so short that like I'm five two and a half. Not even like a full 5'3". I'm 5'2 and a half. I'm shorter than everyone in my family, even my younger sister. <laughs> She's got like a good two inches on me. But I'm so short that even all the way, like lowered down certain people, I still had to like keep my arms fully extended above my head in order to cut their hair. And it was the same with blow drying when I had worked at a salon before that. It was just a constant like stress on my right shoulder and my right wrist. And that's why I have, well, doing hair is the reason I have a carpal tunnel in my right wrist. But it was just so much like stress and pain. And it was just an overuse injury in my shoulder and my rotator cuff because of having to keep my arms lifted up constantly. And then that puts compression and tightness in your chest because you're like constantly like bent around. And it was just my body was a mess. So I had a lot of things to address. But in the end, I am no longer on medication for acid reflux. I only have it occasionally when I'm on my period or if I choose to eat, say, like, I don't know, sometimes I'll, like, sneak a bite of the boys' pizza. <laughs> or, well, actually, honestly, even that doesn't really bother me. I can do that and be fine. I still, obviously, am dairy-free. I eat vegan protein powder because I can't do the whey. Lactose is very much still a real problem for me, so I stay away from it as much as possible. Really, I would say the only time I have acid reflux is when I am on my period sometimes or if I have a lot of drainage and congestion, say like I'm sick or I have, I'm have i having a really bad allergy day because I don't really take allergy medication anymore. I have like the nose spray stuff that I use, but again, that's not something I use every day. I don't like to rely on medicine or other things too much just because I know that my body doesn't really respond well to, to outside forces, you know? Um, ever since I had that problem with the birth control, I just try to stay away from anything that's too foreign, unless it's like absolutely necessary. Yeah, to this day, I can say that I no longer have acid reflux. I no longer experience bloat after I eat. No matter what I eat, 
I can eat things that I wasn't able to eat before. I can eat tomatoes. I can eat cucumbers. I can eat lettuce. That was a big one for me. Lettuce was something that I really couldn't digest. Uh, I still stay away from coconut because I'm not quite sure how that how that fits in, but I know that was a trigger for me. Let's see what else can I eat. As long as it's not enriched rice, I can eat rice. The added vitamins and stuff really fuck with my stomach. I'm not really able to digest vitamins in that way, especially iron. Iron is a big one for me. I try to stay away from iron unless it's in like spinach or meats because my body just doesn't deal with it well. It causes constipation and I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, really, who likes being constipated? No one. So yeah, I can eat a lot of things that I didn't used to be able to eat because it was basically before I got help, before I went through the process of healing my gut and actually fully really taking good care of my body. Because let's be honest, I thought I was taking care of myself before, but I wasn't. I was neglecting myself a lot. I was neglecting my health. Now I can say I'm really fully, truly taking care of myself inside and out. That is why I'm so passionate about that health because it really just affects every aspect of your life. It affects the progress you see in the gym. I've built more muscle in the last two years since my gut has been what I would say, you know, quote unquote, completely healed than I did in the three years that I was struggling with it. I know that when I step on stage again, I'm going to be in the best condition of my life with the most muscle mass that I've ever had because one, I've completely healed my gut. And two, I've taken three plus years away from the stage to really focus on my overall health, my mental health, and just making the progress that I need to improve. Like I said, my gut health, my gut health is better. I don't deal with constipation, bloating, acid reflux. I can eat all the foods I want again. I feel confident in myself again, which is something that I hadn't felt for a long, long time. I hadn't felt confident in myself or in any clothes that I had because I was constantly worrying about, you know, if people could tell that I was bloated, if people would think I looked fat because I was bloated, if, you know, my acid reflux was going to pop up at a bad time, like out to dinner or whatever. It just, life wasn't fun anymore with a bad gut. It just, it really wasn't. <laughs> Life was no fun with a bad gut. And now I can say that like, I, I'm 100% living my best life as far as, you know, my inner and outer health goes. I'm in therapy to deal with my mental health. I'm on the right medication. Uh, because I will say undiagnosed ADHD probably had a big impact on all of that before because I couldn't, I couldn't manage stress because I couldn't focus on managing stress. And I just feel like I'm in a much better place all around in every aspect of my life because of my gut health. Like I feel like my skin's clearer. I'm more energetic. I don't have brain fog anymore. I can think straight. I just every aspect of my life has improved. And I think everyone deserves to feel that way. And the first step is taking care of your gut is making sure that your gut is healthy. That story right there, that experience that I've gone through over the last, God, it's probably been more than 10 years since I had that first experience in middle school. That is why I'm so passionate about gut health. And that is why I really wanted to refocus my training and center my business and my coaching around gut health. Because when you have a healthy gut, your entire health, like your whole life changes. Everything gets easier. Everything gets clearer.
if you don't have a healthy gut, you can't digest the nutrients that you need from your food to build the muscle that you want from the gym. You can't, progress gets harder. Let's face it, everybody, when you start a fitness journey, whether you know, you're weightlifting, you're doing yoga, you're taking classes, you want to see that progress. You want so badly to achieve something that you've never achieved before. Or maybe it is something you've achieved before. Maybe you just want to get there again. Maybe you're a postpartum mom and you want to get back in shape after you had a baby. You want to get back into your you know, gym routine, your workout routine. Well, if you don't have good gut health, if you're not eating the right amounts of probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes, then you're not going to be able to digest your food. You're not going to get the full benefit of the food you're eating, the protein you're eating. Your carbs aren't going to fuel you as well. You're not going to have the energy in the gym and everything is just going to be a lot harder. No matter what goal it is that you're trying to achieve, everything is going to be a lot harder because your body isn't working with you. It's working against you. When you want to see progress in the gym, you need your body working with you. You need to take care of it. That's what fitness is. And it doesn't just revolve around the gym. It's what you're eating, what you're drinking, what supplements you're taking, because supplementation is also, supplements can cause a lot of gut gut problems depending on you know, what brands you're taking, what's in them, you really need to be careful with what you're putting into your body. And I was careless for years about the supplements that I put into my body. And I will say that that probably led to a lot of my gut problems. Because one, I was taking too many things that I didn't need. Two, I was taking things that (laughs) had traces of lead in them, which were unbeknownst to me and a ton of other people that take them. But I won't name names. Lead, not good. There's a reason lead paint is banned from housing. Let's just stay away from it, y'all, okay? Uh, (laughs) You don't want metal toxicity in your body. Let's just put it that way. The supplements that I take, that I've been taking for the last three, four years, are dye and color free. What's on the label is exactly what's in the product, and there's no traces of lead. What you put into your body is super important. I also, you know, take a good probiotic. I take, you know, I make sure I'm getting the right digestive enzymes. I eat a very, like, I don't want to say clean because I hate saying, you know, I eat a very clean diet. I don't. I still eat Pop-Tarts and pretzels and, you know, other stuff here and there. But the majority of my food is what you would consider clean. It's vegetables. It's lean meats. It's eggs. It's my vegan protein powder. It's food that has nutrients and probiotics and minerals and vitamins that my body needs to function properly that keep my gut healthy so that it can digest everything else that I eat. The way that we are programmed to eat in this day and age is so far gone from what it needs to be in order for us to stay healthy and to keep our bodies functioning and performing at our best, even our brains, to keep our brains functioning and performing at our best. All these like processed foods and fast foods, granted, they taste delicious. I'm not telling you to stop eating McDonald's or Arby's or whatever your fast food place of choice is because when we travel, I'll I'll be the first to admit, I don't care to admit it, I will order right along with the boys. And granted, it's not necessarily exactly what they're getting. It's I don't get French fries and I don't get, you know, chicken nuggets or whatever. I'll get a burger without cheese. You know, if they don't eat all their nuggets, I'll happily finish the nuggets and (laughs) steal a couple fries because hashtag mom tax or parent tax, dad tax, whatever you want to call it, if we bought it, 
I believe we're entitled to one or two french fries. <laughs> if you agree, please comment below. Hashtag mom tax, parent tax, dad tax, whatever it is. Hashtag it below. Leave an emoji. Let me know that you agree because I feel like this is a very common thing. And I know I talk about it a lot, but I don't think a lot of other people do or at least refer it to that. I don't know. But I'm eating fast food right along with the boys. It's just not something that I make a habit of doing daily. And that's when it becomes a problem. When you make a habit of doing it daily, that's when it starts to affect your gut health. That's when it starts to affect your, your you know, physical appearance. That's when it is an actual problem. If you're just eating it in moderation every now and then, if you have it like once every two weeks once a month, you know, even, I don't want to say once a week, because I really don't recommend that. But if you have the metabolism for it, like it's fine. <laughs> if you're fitting it into your daily meal plan, whether that's, you know, macros, whether you have macros that you follow, or a calorie goal that you follow, if you're fitting it in, then no, once a week is not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt your gut health. But when you make a habit of doing it more often than that, I would say that's when it starts to affect your gut health as long, like granted that you're not taking care of it the rest of the time, if that makes sense. It's really important to know what you're putting in your body. And I will preach that from the beginning of this podcast to the end of it till the day I die. You need to know what you're putting in your body. There are so many things out there now that affect our gut negatively that then in turn affect, you know, our confidence, our physical appearance, just our life in general, the way we're able to think, how clearly we're able to think, our energy levels. It's a big thing. It's really important to pay attention to this stuff. I feel like this is something that should have come to light a lot sooner than it has. Gut health is becoming a more popular topic these days. And I think that's because there's people like me out there who aren't afraid to share that we've struggled with these things because no let's face it no woman really wants to admit even no man like nobody wants to admit that they feel like crap all the time that they're bloated that they have gas pains that they can't poop like it's not I don't want to say it's taboo but it's not like the first thing you want to talk about either <laughs> like you don't just want to be like hi my name's Megan and I can't poop on a daily basis nobody wants <laughs> nobody wants to talk about that when in reality, that's a big sign that something in internally is wrong. Like gut health is really important. That's why I'm so passionate about it. It's why I wanted to really center my coaching around that going forward. I have made the switch to become a gut health centered fitness coach. When you work with me, I will give you a specific plan, you know, after our initial phone call FaceTime, where I get to know you, I get to know what you're struggling with. I will create a plan for you that addresses everything that we've discussed that will address every area that could possibly be affecting your gut health, as well as teach you how to supplement properly with probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes, will address your diet, your triggers, get rid of anything that's bothering you. And you know, also look at how you manage your stress, how, you know, just your daily habits in general are really affecting your mental state and your gut because our brains and our gut are extremely interconnected. They talk all day, every day. So if you feel like crap mentally, you're going to feel like crap physically in your stomach. Maybe you'll feel nauseous. Maybe you, you know, that's why we feel nauseous when we get nervous or excited. Like it's, everything's connected. We'll address that. 
I will also create you a custom workout program to help reduce the inflammation. If you're working out too hard, you're constantly putting that stress on your body because working out is a stress. It's a stress on our body. It increases cortisol. Granted, it's a good kind of stress, but if you do it too often and don't give your body a chance to recover, then that becomes a problem. That's when you just allow the inflammation to build up. And that's a part of why you're having trouble losing weight or building muscle or just seeing progress in general. So we address the training, the nutrition, the symptoms, um, the life, the lifestyle habits. We address all of it. It's a very one-on-one, hands-on, like comprehensive approach to fitness. When you just sign up with a regular fitness coach, you're more than likely just getting a workout plan, a nutrition plan. If you even opt to get a nutrition plan, some coaches had options. I know that I did. Um, I will no longer have options going forward as far as, you know, the gut health coaching goes because everything needs to be, like, put together in check. You can't address one part of the puzzle without addressing the other. You wouldn't have a fully finished puzzle that way. (laughs) When you sign up with a regular fitness coach, you're getting, like, the, the bare minimum. Granted, a lot of fitness coaching programs you get a lot included and there's a lot that you work on a lot of fitness coaches also work on you with work with you on mindset but some of them aren't you know going to ask the hard questions about your gut that's where my coaching differs that's we address everything you will be able to live the life that you want you will be able to feel normal you will be able to eat the things that you haven't been able to eat maybe for years or months because when you go through this process, you are going to heal your gut and you're going to be able to digest certain things again. Like I said, some things, maybe not like me and lactose, me and dairy, you know, we don't hang, we don't get along, but pretty much anything else. Yeah. I can eat it again and you'll be able to, too. You'll feel more confident in yourself, in your body. You'll be happier. You'll be able to think more clearly. Your skin will be clearer. There's just so many positive like effects effects isn't the one the word that I want to use but this is the word I'm going to use there are so many positive effects that come from improving your gut health and focusing on the big picture as far as how that impacts your fitness journey and when you put both of the puzzle pieces together the fitness journey and a healthy gut that's when you get the results you want that's when you get to live a life free of anxiety and worry over, am I going to have acid reflux? Am I going to be bloated? Am I going to be in pain? Like nobody needs to live like that. And that's why I made the switch because I feel so strongly called to help other people, other women get to the place that I'm, I was able to get to. I've done my research. I've done, you know, I've gone through it myself. I've helped other clients do it. And The results really are amazing. It's crazy what can happen when you even just get rid of one or two things out of your diet and you're like, wow, I feel a lot better. And then, you know, down the road, you'll be able to introduce them back in and you'll probably be able to eat them again. It's really cool to see. It's really awesome to see other people go through this process and realize what they've been missing out on for so long. And just like, it's, it's like a light, watching a light bulb go off. I feel like I've rambled on for a really long time. This is probably going to be my longest podcast (laughs) that I've recorded to date, which I'm fine with because this is something that I'm really, and you guys can tell from listening to me talk, I'm really passionate about this. I, 
I'm really passionate about nutrition and gut health and just making sure that you guys get healthy and get where you want to be. So I'm going to end this episode here. If you liked listening to me ramble on about all of this, and if you learned something, head to my Instagram at Megan underscore Clark with two Ks. I post a ton of content about gut health and nutrition with some fitness thrown in there because, you know, I'm still passionate about the fitness. I'm still a fitness coach, just a whole picture fitness coach. So I post a ton of good content on there. You guys can learn all about gut health. And I did just release, shameless plug, I did just release my new program, which you heard me talk about in here. I just didn't give the name. It's called Better Gut Blueprint. And this is the program where I will take you one-on-one through the entire process of healing your gut, reaching your fitness goals, and just improving your life all around. So if that's something you're interested in, you can also check that out via my Instagram. I have the link in my bio. That program is something that I really recommend if you're struggling with the things that I've talked about in this podcast. Um, I would love to hear from you guys. So drop a comment, leave a review, help me out. I'd love to get to, you know, chat. I hope you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you next episode. Bye.